What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan, and I am back with another preview. And this time I'm going to be talking about one championship, one six five super lek versus Takeru. I'm going to be looking at the MMA fights today uh, in depth. And you know what? Chatry promised at the end of last year there was going to be more MMA fights uh, on their cards, and there there absolutely is. The first card of the year, uh, I covered that, and there was uh, a, a lot of MMA fights on that, and there's a lot of MMA fights uh, on this card as well. And um, I think that's I think that's brilliant. I think it's really important, and I think uh, MMA fans maybe were were missing. The, the MMA and one championship last year Although there was, there was still a good bit of it But I think people, you know, maybe noticed it And maybe a lot of the champions kind of that weren't fighting and stuff wanted to, 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 They wanted to see him back They wanted to see the likes of Sage Nard got back And others uh, And now they are, you know, a lot of the You know, the, the matchmaking that's been done over the last uh, week or two weeks Has seen, you know, the Ritter, Malyakin, Stamp, all match made with uh, you know, some very good matches as well. I'm especially looking forward to that Denise Zamboanga uh, fight uh, with uh, with Sam. That's very very fun, and obviously the uh, the middleweight title fight as well with the the champ versus the champ versus the champ versus the champ. <laughs> if you want to put it that way, uh, so that's uh, it's all well and good, and uh, you know, I think it's 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 a very very good start to the year for mixed martial arts, like this. Uh, all the one championship stuff I just mentioned. There's some good UFC cards coming up. You know, if you get through all the, you know, the the apex nonsense. Um, you know, the the Bellator versus uh, PFL card that's been announced is absolutely fantastic. Some K- great cage warrior stuff coming up. Octagon KSW. It's such. I think it's such a great start to the year. And, you know, sometimes we can get a little bit negative and mix martial arts and give out and stuff about it. But I, I'm I'm really positive at this. Uh, point of the year and I'm especially positive as we talk about one championship today uh, for the uh, for the fights they have coming up because you know I did a video at the start of the year talking about some of the best fights I'd like to see this year and I think out of the five fights I think three of them have already been made so <laughs> we're, we're only uh, three weeks into the the, the month and uh, or the year even and um, we're, uh, we're getting what we want so that's very 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 good let's get into one one six five uh, let me run you through some of the non-MMA first Because there is some very good stuff as well uh, Coming up, you know, I will be talking about them in the post show um, More because, you know You know where my expertise are with, uh, with Well, so, some people might disagree that my expertise are with uh, with MMA But we'll, 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 go, we'll go with that for today uh, But the, uh, the other fights that are coming up uh, The flyweight, uh, kickboxing world championship uh, Is in the main event, Superlek versus uh, Takeru uh, watched a few super leg fights, talked about him on this podcast before. Uh, obviously, fighting out of, of Thailand, and he's just a, an absolute beast. That's a really, really uh, good fight, and I'm sure it'll be uh, brilliant. In the co main event, it's the uh, submission grappling lightweight championship on the line. Uh, Kedri Atola versus Tommy uh, Langacker. That was, uh, they, they have uh, grappled before. And that was really, really good. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing that again. So that should be fun. Um, couple of other things. I, I There's a mixed rules fight. I'll talk about that. Uh, in, in with the MMA, I think. Um, there's a kickboxing bout as well between uh, Sichitai and Marak Gregorian. Again, two absolute beasts. <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing that. And uh, Raid uh, Opacic against uh, Iraz um, uh, Azapur. Um, who 
I remember the last time I watched one of his fights, I was just thinking, have I ever seen a human being hit as like, not not necessarily as hard, but as like thumping as him. <laughs> it's an absolute, uh, two absolute beasts there in the, in the heavyweight kickboxing. So that should be really, really fun if you're a fan of the kickboxing, the Mai Tai, the submission grappling. There's, there's a bit of it all there for you. And if you're just a fan of MMA, there's loads of MMA fights here. And there's only, a, you know, a few of the, the kickboxing Mai Tai fights. This is probably a good one for you to get into one championship like I have over the last while to be honest and you know I, I sound like I sound like I'm a promoter for one championship <laughs> or something I absolutely am not but uh, I, I could be because I, I, I honestly really like the product and uh, have grown to really really like it uh, over the last year or two so um, that's that let's get into the MMA fights because there are some very very fun ones uh, on this card and let's talk about the, the, the top MMA fight on the card Shin Yaoki Versus Sage Narcos. Uh, I suppose it's a fight that has, uh, while being long talked about, uh, is slightly unexpected at, at the same time, you know? Since Sage went over, uh, we, we thought this was a possibility. Obviously, I, I believe they were supposed to fight before. They didn't fight. You know, Sage came in in 2019, ended up losing to, to Cosmo, then was out for, for four years. He came back. He beat Amish Mushtaba, and now it's great to see Sage back in there again. Okay, there was six months-ish on the sidelines, but that's okay. You know, he's, he's back in here again. We've we've seen less than, uh, sorry, less than 70 seconds, just over a minute of Sage Narcos um, in one championship so far, and that's an absolute shame. You know, some people, you know, some people, you know, don't like Sage and things like that. I've always been a fan of Sage Narcot just because he's a nice guy and doesn't curse and doesn't drink or smoke or, you know, say bad things to people. People think less of him. I, I've never understood that. I think Sage is a good fighter. You know, was he the best fighter in the world in his UFC run? No, absolutely not. But, you know, you, you give a time a guy time to improve. If you look back at his UFC run now, he won his last three fights in a row. You know, he beat some good guys, Thibaut Guti, Zach Otto in there as well. So uh, I, I think if Sage can get a run, and I've said this many times, I said it with Johnny Walker a couple of weeks ago, I say it with people all the time, if you have an unbelievable athletic base like the likes of Walker and Sage Narcot have, there's always hope for you to get to a really high level in mixed martial arts because you have an, an innate advantage over everybody else. And I think that's exactly what Sage... Uh, has and if he can put it all together, he could be an absolute beast in in this division or any division. Um, Ioki then at the other side of it, you know, Sage. We, we always think of him as a young lad. He's twenty seven now, you know, so still still very very young. Ioki forty, you know, he's obviously been around for a, a long 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 time. You, you know, some of the some of the names on, on his record from back in fighting Sakurai and uh, Keith uh, Wisniewski. Uh, <laughs> You know, to George Sateropoulos, to Manny Kauno, to Eddie Alvarez, to Joaquim Hansen, to Gilbert Melendez, uh, Rich Clementi, Eddie Alvarez, again, Antonio McKee, uh, Edward Fialong, Ben Askren, uh, Christian Lee, uh, you know, to Ismagayev last time out, which is an absolute beast of a fight to be fighting. That was at the end of 2022. Um, he fought twice in 2022, twice in 2021. 
So it's not like he's been completely inactive, and he beat Fylong in 2021 as well. So it's not like he has he hasn't a good win uh, in the last few years. But that last fight, you know, he didn't he didn't look his best in it. I think outsized, probably. Uh, definitely uh, <laughs> too far for him in, in that fight. The Aki, uh, Akiyama fight before that was, was very, very fun. He was winning, I suppose, until he was losing in that one. Um, but this... I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I... I'm not sure if I like this matchmaking or don't like it. I, 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 I'll tell you afterwards, I suppose, because I think it will be fun for as long as it lasts, but I think Sage should, should have enough for him. Like, Sage... The thing about Sage is, right, like, like, look at Akiyama, right? He's wins. Um, 30 submission wins. Now, I've said just three losses, two of them have been by submission. Um, Akiyama, sorry, or Aoki will, have I, did I just call him Akiyama like five times? Uh, I, Aoki will go at you. He will throw flying arm bars, flying triangles. He will go mad at you. And Sage has been caught before. So there is a path to victory. So that's why I think, you know, maybe I'll lean towards the side of like <laughs> of liking this. Plus, it's a bit of madness. So you can't give out too much about that. Um, I think the, the, the big issue with Aoki is like, he has good takedowns and unbelievable submissions. And he's nasty with him. But he doesn't really like getting punched, you know. So if Sage can stop a takedown... Maybe get one of his own, although maybe not, but just hit him. Come out and throw your shots, land your shots, don't get taken down. It could be one of those nights that's very easy for Sage, but if he does get taken down, does end up on the bottom, or does end up um, with Aoki having his back, Aoki's so fast to take the back, it could be it could be a very, very uh, tough night for Sage as well. Like Aoki will clinch from any position. He will literally go for a leg or go for an arm or go for a body lock, takedown or whatever it might be from any position um and that's that's not always easy to deal with especially for a guy like sage as i said only what 68 seconds of fighting in the last five years um i i'd have to favor sage narcot here i do think he will win but i'm uh look as someone who likes a bit of fun as someone who you know doesn't always take it too seriously i think this is the uh, <laughs> this is the perfect matchup uh, for a lot of people. We, we look at the, the betting odds when they come out in the betting show this week, and maybe we'll have um, a few different looks at it depending on, on what that is. But yeah, I think um, I think Sage will win it. I think he will be able to land the shots. I don't think Aoki will be able to take them, and I think it will. Uh, I think it will go from there. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I said I'd mention the Akiyama fighting with the MMA fight, so let's do that. Uh, he is fighting Nicky Holskin, who a lot of people know as the uh, really, really good stand-up fighter from uh, from years gone by. Uh, he's never had an MMA fight, though, according to Shardog, but this is going to be a mixed rules fight. Uh, and on the One Championship uh, Instagram, they have said the mixed rules are round one, boxing, round two, Muay Thai, round three, MMA. So that's very interesting, obviously. The boxing, maybe you think it'd be even. The Muay Thai, maybe you think would favour Holskin, obviously would. And the MMA would massively favour Akiyama, considering Holskin has never had an MMA fight. But the fact that the MMA f- uh, round is the third round is very interesting. Like, can Akiyama get to that third round? Like, will Holskin try to knock him out? You know, m- maybe he'll try to keep it even with the boxing. Maybe he'll try to knock him out in the second round. And if he doesn't, it's going to be very, very, very tough. Uh... I like those sort of fights. We've seen them before. You know, we've seen them with Demetrius. We've seen, um, you know, they're, they're supposed to be a lot more, but some of them fell out. And, but every time they've had one, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Um, you know, Akiyama has had a good run 
uh, at the moment, although he obviously he isn't fighting that much. The last fight was that a four-minute Naoki fight, which is uh, around uh, just was it just just about two years ago now at this stage. But he won his fight before that as well, after having a few losses back, uh, you know, before the comeback, I suppose. Uh, into in twenty, well, he came back in twenty nineteen, but he won in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. So, um it's this sort of thing I think that he wants to have and why not why not do this why not have a bit of fun and uh, and I think one championship doing this sort of thing as well is good because like maybe people think ah oh, well I just want my straight up MMA and do you know what I just want my straight up MMA as well like you know Francis Ngannou fight, uh, boxing Anthony Joshua's great but I want to see him fighting MMA you know but they're giving us plenty of MMA <laughs> you know they're they're putting the best fighters in, that they have into big MMA fights. And then after that, they're like, well, do you want another opportunity to do something else? And they're doing that as well. So it's a bit of fun. And I think Akiyama's at a stage now in his career where um, this sort of fun thing is is what he should be doing. We all, like, we've always seen it down through here. Say the likes of Rampage. Like, no one wanted to rampage in there with Matt Hamill. Like, no one wanted to rampage in there with some random up-and-coming wrestler. You wanted him in a fun fight. Like, imagine you could put rampage into something like this, you know, seven or eight years ago. It would have been perfect. And I like that. And I'm glad one championship are doing it. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. How do I think it'll go? Oh, I, I think Holskin will probably... I think Paul's going to probably end up getting the finish in the first couple of rounds. But if he doesn't, he'll be in, uh, he'll be in big, big trouble. Um... I think my favorite fight um, on this, although there, there's 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 a, a good bit of uh, <laughs> uh, there, there's a good bit of competition for this. I, I really like um, Gary Tonin against uh, Martin Huynh. Um Gary Tonin, thirty two years of age now, eight and one, lost to Tanley as we all know famously with that. You know it was called one championship lights out, and he went lights out after going for that leg lock heel hook thing, got absolutely obliterated. Um, with ground and pound, but he bounced back very, very well. He gave himself 10 months off, came back, beat Jonathan Nunes, submitted him, and then submitted Shamil Gassanov in his last fight. You know, we saw how good Gassanov was last weekend or two weekends ago, um, and he knee-barred him in a fight which, you know, I think he was, I'm pretty sure he was the underdog. I, I'm pretty sure I picked against him as well. And that was an absolutely massive, massive, massive win for Gary Tone. And now he's coming back here against uh, Martin Wynn, who, look, 34 years of age. He's been around for a long time, 15 and 6. Uh, won his last fight um, on the uh, Lineker versus Andrade 2 card uh, last year. He'd lost to Fremenov before that. Um, but, you know, it's... It's a test. It's a test that Gary Tonin needs um, against someone who does things that are tough for a guy like Tonin. And what, what do I mean by that? Like, he faints. He kind of stalks and counters. He's not a guy that will give up uh, the takedown too easy. Um, he realizes what he's good at, I think, Martin Wynn. Not the fastest guy in the world. Throws good kicks. Throws him to the legs. Throws him to the head. Maybe it wouldn't be the smartest thing to do in this fight. He does often throw too many, so that'd be my biggest worry. You know, he's obviously the former champion at 145 pounds. Um, I think he has a very good jab, but he just doesn't throw the hands enough. Like, I, I, I was watching his fight, and I look back at my old notes, and I, it's the same. <laughs> it's the same notes again coming in here. Throw that jab a little bit more. Throw that hands a little bit more, and you'll have success. Now, 
I actually think when you fight Gary Tonin, you have to do that, right? So he's almost been forced into his best game here, although he's reluctant to do it. So I think this matchup actually benefits him in that way. Will he win it? We'll see about that. Tonin on the other side then, you know, you might think people probably know Gary Tonin as the, the jiu-jitsu, you know, world champion or whatever he is, very, very good jiu-jitsu guy. Um, but he's a good striker too, you know, he moves really well. Um, it, it allows him to enter from different areas when he's wrestling. So, like, the biggest issue for a lot of guys, say, like a Gary Tone, and like, say, say like, um, uh, Ryan Hall or even a Gunny Nelson to a certain extent, they're legit and brilliant with Jiu Jitsu. With Damien Maya, had a little bit of issues with this as well. But the entries, their ability to wrestle a guy to the ground is not always there, right? And if it isn't there, then. You know, they're not the best strikers in the world. Now, Tonin is a very good striker, so that's not necessarily the case with him. But still, he wants to get the fight to the ground. Everyone knows it. It's no secret. Um, but he uses that striking and uses those angles to get wrestling, to get the fight to the ground, to use his jiu-jitsu. So, brilliant. He has an advantage over a lot of those guys in a similar position. He'll pull guard as well. Uh, he loves a Kimura sweep takedown Very good distance control Striking teeps and jabs uh, Control a head kick and a low kick as well um, I would say with the low kick though It's kind of slow And uh, I remember saying before It's not beneficial But it's probably beneficial if he does get taken down And he can use his wrestling on it So a very interesting fight I, I think I'd favour Gary Tonin in this one If you'd ask me for my pick um, I'd, go, I'd go for Tonin um, I just think I, I, I could see him striking for a good bit in this fight um, and maybe drawn Martin Wynn into a bit of a striker matchup. But then, you know, if Wynn is drawn into that, he's just opening himself up for a takedown because, you know, you, you can't think you're striking with a guy like Tony because he will come in and he will take you down. And when he takes you down, it's going to be very hard to get back up unless the referee is the one giving you a helping hand after you tap out. So, um that's the way I think that fight is uh, is going to go. Um, but I think it's going to be fun. I do think it's going to be as fun as uh, as long as it lasts. Um, the next one I'm going to talk about here is a very interesting one uh, in the women's uh, atomweight division. Um, uh, Itsuki Hirata versus Aya Miura. Um, two women I've talked about many, many times on this show. Hirata, 6-2. Uh, 24 years of age against Miura who's 33 years of age uh, 12 and 5 Miura to my shock in her last fight beat Mangbo looked really good and that got the, the scar fall after I don't people remember they kind of got caught up in the in the uh, ring and they had to be put back uh, in a different place and again I just really think that gives someone a big advantage when that they're in that sort of position and it absolutely did for her you know she lost her a couple of fights before that one of them was to the uh, the champion Jin and Zhang obviously so no shame in, in those losses but that win over Mangbo has put her right back in contention here um, and it's it's massive for her Hirata you know similarly had some very big fights uh, over the last while she beat Elise Anderson um, she ended up losing a the fight then, but she beat uh, Lynn Quinn, who I read very, very highly, and last last time out to uh, So Yham, who obviously we saw against uh, Sam uh, Nong Sam Fairtex after that. Um, so it's March last year, where was the last time she fought, and she's coming back here and look, both of them are. are we see now, you know the. The, the champions, whether it's um, uh, Zhang or whether it is uh, is Stamp, 
they're defending their titles. You know, they're they're either fighting or looking for someone to fight, and you know, to put yourself next in line, I think is is big, and I think both of them will be trying to do that here. Harata is just very strong. If you're to look at her as a fighter, she's fundamentally brilliant. Uh, looks for the takedowns. Um, I think her, one of her biggest issues is she kicks a lot. You know, similarly to uh, to win. Um, lot to the body. She does get caught. She does get taken down. Uh, but she is, as I said, she's very strong, so she can get back up. Shreyride is good. She likes a bit of a takedown herself, low doubles. Just an, a little bit more variation from her, I think, and she becomes a better fighter. Muir on the other side of it, then very athletic. Uh, obviously very good on the ground. Uh, I, I, I talked about her for the last fight against Mangbo, and I said she's a very good wrestler, but maybe not necessarily good enough. Um, a similar like this is a, uh, do you know what this is a similar enough fight to the the Tone and and, and win fight I, I I believe because she is fantastic jujitsu like her scarfolds and her kimuras she's Alexi Olenik like a third degree black belt um but you see you see her against Jing uh Jing and you see her against uh, Mangbo and it's the exact opposite you see in one fight against the champ um uh, Zhang she. Spent 25 minutes and she couldn't take her down. Trying to take her down for 25 minutes, couldn't. And then she took down Mangbo in the first round and submitted her. Was it? Let me just check here. I believe it was in it was in three minutes. Yeah, two, two minutes and nine seconds. That is exactly, <laughs> you know, that's exactly her. That's exactly what she needs to do. And if Harada comes in here, throwing kicks and does get taken down, it won't last long because she is unbelievable uh, on the ground. Um... You know, 12 wins, 8 submissions, 4 decisions. That's exactly the type of fighter Miura is. And, um, you know, do everything to avoid her. If you're Harata, do absolutely everything you can to avoid her. Can she? Like, it's it's weird because Miura's like such... Like, she, she's 3-2 and two in her... Or sorry, 2-3 and three in her last 5 fights. You know? For such a good fighter, she probably shouldn't be. Like, her, the, the, the two wins were scarfold wins. You know, Mangbo is one of the best fighters they have. And she scarfolds her like, will she always get it? No, but you know, I think if her is smart here, um, she uses her strength. Uh, she stays away from her, keeps it on the feet. She, I think she can win, but that's not always very easy. Only fifteen minutes here as well, so that's an advantage for Hirata. Toss of a kind fight for me, really. I'm gonna, I, I, I'm gonna go with Miura. I'm gonna go with Miura. I'm gonna go with a finish, but uh, it could be, it could be Hirata uh, in this one, absolutely. Uh, then we have a flyweight fight between Danny Kinzad and Yuya Wakamatsu. Anyone who listens to my one championship fights. Um, fight previews here on, on, on Sherlock knows that I'm a big fan of, of Yuya Wakamatsu the little piranha 28 years of age 16 and 6 you know he had a very tough time of it in, in 2022 was on a great run had won uh, what five fights in a row had beat uh, um, Hu Young had beat Reese McLaren had beat uh, Yehe Asakuyo, um but then came in fought Marlon Mar- or, or Adrana Marais even lost to him Got a comeback fight in November 2022 against uh, Wu Sung Hoon. Was massively favoured to win that and got knocked out. Massive knockout inside of three minutes there. But uh, his comeback against Wei Ji in his last fight performed really, really well in that. Uh, so now he's he's back on that road to, you know, to fight the big boys. To fight the Demetrius Johnsons um, and all of that. Now, they have fought before. Um, Kenya had won that fight uh, in uh, 2018, but 
I don't know. Okay, you can't write it off. I don't think, but I think this is going to be a very, a very, very different fight uh, here. You know, Kinyad in his last, uh, his last fight, he went right across the, uh, right across the room and took out Echo Ronnie, and um, that might that might give you a kind of a false uh, equivalence of is that the right word? But you know, uh, a false sense of what he actually is. You know. What, what he is really is a very well-rounded fighter with very good cardio. Um, 15 wins, 12 decision wins. Two submissions, one knockout. Doesn't have the biggest knockout power uh, in the world, but he's very good leg, ki- leg kicks, attacks the body very well. He takes away your cardio while he keeps his cardio. He's a guy who does a lot and looks like he's going to get tired, but really doesn't. Very good on top, always moving. Maybe you can control a little bit more on top, but I think he banks his cardio the fact that he'll be able to take you down again because he he's going to be less tired than you are, uh, put, just puts that pace in you. Whereas Makamatsu at the other side of it, you know, training out of Sanford MMA or T- Killcliffe now, well rounded as well. You know, good body lock takedown, but before that, leg kicks, feints well, moves very well defensively. Um, he's a pressure counter fighter, throws nice one twos. Just insane speed, especially that leg kick, that uh, high lead hand is very good. But the he- his head in the air is, is a massive issue for him. Uh, will it be as big of an issue for him in this one? You know, I'm, I'm not too sure. I I think with, with, um, with Wakamatsu, sometimes you, you have a fighter like that. You know, we see with Charles Oliveira a little bit, maybe even where, you know, they lose a few fights early in their career, then they go on a great run. They lose a few more fights and you're thinking, okay... Uh, have they turned the corner again or are they going to kind of revert to type here and not not even revert to type but are they going to struggle to overcome I suppose another ceiling that they've met and I think that's a that's that's the question kind of coming in here you know uh, Kenyad is still only 28 years of age young you know as is Wakamatsu both of them so you know, that they were very different fighters back when they fought. Um, you know, it's five years ago now, and six years ago, uh, nearly five, five and a half years ago, 20, uh, 2018. They're only born only 22, 20, or 23 years of age. Um, but Wakamatsu lasts that time. I think he'll win this time and maybe shut up a trilogy. So there's there's the pick for uh, for that one. Um, right, one or two more to, uh, to get through here. Um... The strawweight fight between Boyang uh, Masuyane and Kedo uh, Yamakita uh, is a very interesting one. Actually, there's there's two in that division uh, to uh, to finish up this card. Uh, the other one is between uh, Minowa and uh, Gustavo Ballart, another one of my uh, my favorite fighters here. But first of all, on um, uh, Bokyang and uh, Yamakita, Bokyang, 29 years of age. Um, he fought Jared Brooks, obviously, at 1156. And that was that's the only loss in his career, nine and one. That uh, choked out in the the first round of that, but came back uh, and beat the uh, aforementioned Minowa, who's fighting in the other fight here uh, in his last fight back in April of last year. Uh, Yamakita, very impressed with his win over Alex Silva in March of twenty twenty three. Uh, that was his first fight in one championship. He's over in Shooto and Pancras before that, uh, and was was undefeated over there, and is is still undefeated at uh, at eight and zero. Um, um, Bokyang very fast, hits very hard, transitions well, um, switches stances very well, seems very strong, um, and you know, I I think if he can 
Uh, get all I said there going if he can stay fast if he can hit hard he's a great chance of winning that but when you come up against a guy like uh, Yamakita who has lovely hooks who's very good wrestling and very strong on top you almost have to be fast strong transition well and hit hard because he's a very very tough matchup he's one of these guys as well who really benefits from the knees on the ground like I'll say it again but he the fact that he was happy to go to the ground with Alex Silva says a lot he's an absolute beast uh, on the ground is Silva again a toss-up fight for me two guys young enough in their career you know um untested in a, in a lot of ways apart from the Brooks fight for uh, Massiani I suppose but um I I, I think if Masayani can stop the takedown, I think he can win on the feet. Um, I also think he can lose on the feet, but I, do, I think he'll definitely lose on the ground if Yamakita is able to get the fight to the ground. As I said, strong wrestling, uh, very good at staying there, but still, uh, you know, against Silva, even who's a strong guy, I think he'd be better against Masayani. Um, and I, you know, I'm going to go for Yamakita. We'll we'll see on the betting show as well. The, the prices here, did uh, the, the as I record here, the prices aren't out yet, so we will see on that obviously. But uh, I like that fight. And then, um, Minowa, who I mentioned, and uh, Gustavo Ballard, Minowa, twenty only twenty four years of age, thirteen and four. You know, uh, fought Masawan and last time out, fought Jared Brooks. So he's coming off of two losses. Uh, he had beaten Alex Silva before that, though. He also beat Lito Adewang who's a real top fighter, very, very good fighter. Uh, Balartin, you know, he's only 4 foot 11, one, I, I think the smallest fighter in MMA. Uh, he's given up four inches. It's not not often a 5 foot 3 fighter is a four inch advantage, but he's won three in a row. Also beat Alex Silva last time out. You know, with you know his size and all, it's often very tough. He's a lot of decisions uh, on his ledger, 10 decision wins and his 11 wins. Uh, but he's a tough Hard man, you know, southpaw, throws inside leg kick constantly. Uh, he was an Olympian in Greco-Roman wrestling, but he tends to strike more these days. Um, but he's very hard to take down himself. Minimum on the other side of it, then very loose on the outside. He kind of sprints around. His fights tend to turn into jiu-jitsu matches. He always, uh, he's always looking for the takedown. Gun on top, but kind of can be held down too. Uh, and it's... The way he transitions, it's kind of amazing. His fights do stay on the ground, but they do an awful lot. Um, I think this will be a fight where it's up and down and up and down and transitions and all over the place. Uh, I think it'll go to a decision, and I think it'll probably be very close. Um, I'm going to go with Ballart. I, I wonder if Minowa will be um, able to do enough to hurt him. And if you can't do enough to hurt Ballart, he'll probably win a decision against you. So that's the pick on that one. I'm going to go for Bellar to win the decision uh, in that one. So, yeah, that's it. That's the whole card. It's, do you know what? Very interesting card. I'm looking forward to, to watching all of those fights and uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what way the uh, the results go. So we will leave it there. Thank you very much to everybody for tuning in. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com and I'll see you all next time.